0: Hello again everybody, this is Dan Klauser, president of the Big Vision Foundation. Welcome back to our Stepping Up to the Plate podcast series. Today we are on location at the Big Vision Sports Complex as we get ready to start our Ruth Hartman Memorial Girls Baseball Tournament. And joined with me today is 2014 Little League World Series standout icon, Monet Davis. Monet, thanks for joining me today. No problem. So... uh, Well, Nate, I mean, being such a young woman, um, I mean, how did it feel during the Little League Series when you were really kind of being a trailblazer, um, first girl to pitch in a World Series, or not to pitch, but to get a win in a World Series, uh, Little League World Series game, and the pressure that comes along with that, the eye of the nation watching you? I mean, how how did you handle that?
1: Um, Well, the first game, like, there wasn't a lot of pressure. It was just go out there hopefully win the game as a team and just just take in everything that was there because that was just a dream that everyone had and that was like once we got through the first inning there wasn't a lot of pressure. Um, I got in the flow of things and just kept throwing strikes and good thing I didn't walk people <laughs> to give them a chance to uh, to score any runs. so it wasn't like a lot of pressure. But then the third game we played against Nevada, which was probably
0: the most stressful
1: game because they had probably the best hitters in the whole tournament there, right, right. and it was like every like every time you looked, once like ESPN or something, there was always like, "Will Monet Davis do this against Nevada?" Or Will, <laughs> "Will Nevada do this against Monet Davis?" It was like, I gotta go out there and bring everything that I got and. I did that, and they just hit the ball well, and, I mean, I only held them the three runs, which is pretty good, because a lot of teams held, like, they they score about ten runs in, like, the first two innings, so I held them pretty still. Um, I think I had, like, eight strikeouts, which was pretty well. Um, I actually struck out, like, their, their best hitters. Um, besides their leadoff and I just couldn't find a way to get him out. Right, but, right. Like, I...
0: There's always one guy in the lineup like that that just has yeah. your number.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's, you, there's nothing you can do. You just put the ball in play. Um, I mean, the biggest thing about that game was, for me, was just striking out Austin Krizik was by far the hardest kid I've ever faced. Yeah, Like, there was, everywhere you threw it, he would hit it, and he was just super strong, so everything would go, like, deep. And I just managed to allow him, he just allowed, he allowed me to throw wherever I wanted and he just swung at it and I was just like relieved because they want him hitting the homer off me. Right. I mean, nothing wrong with that, but (laughs) it was just, that was probably the most pressure game ever. But it was a learning experience. Um, You had to learn how to not show emotion because that will change the whole game and the mindset of the umpires. And that's what happened, and just changed the whole game around for us. So we had to really calm down and just think about the next game. That's it.
0: Yeah. So, um, like I said, as such a young woman kind of getting thrown in the limelight like that, the national spotlight, um, you know, watching your interviews and stuff like that, I thought you you know, really carried yourself well and handled yourself well. Um, I mean, was there – you know, what, what was it that allowed you to stay so calm, at least on the exterior to, <laughs> to the public?
1: Um, allowed me to stay so calm? Well, whenever, most of the time when I did interviews, um, there was always, I'd always have, like, three other teammates there and the coaches, so, like, whenever I kept, like, whenever they were there, it just leaves a lot of stress because they got some question that questions asked. Or it'd be, like, a, a broad question, and, like, we all know, like, they want that question to be for me, but it was, like, I would be, I would do it on purpose and, like, like Jared, what do you think? <laughs> like, Scott, what do you think? Like, use them and have them answer questions so I wouldn't be the only one just sitting there talking. Right. But probably just teammates and coaches, mainly teammates, which kept me calm because I would have to say the coaches were pretty, like, Shocked and nervous yeah. because it was like couldn't believe it so they were just shocked nervous and we only had ourselves to pretty much keep us calm.
0: All right. so uh since since the world series you've had a little bit of a, a whirlwind you've traveled quite a bit um you know just coming down to an event like this um you know you do this quite often you know how is that adjustment to you know kind of you know get to a celebrity status almost, uh, again, at such a young age?
1: Like, how do I adjust to all that? Um, I just, like, whenever I travel, I normally do the same thing, and that's just go on my phone, and, like, whenever I go somewhere and it's, like, a vent with, like, different celebrities, I... Always check to see who might be there. So then I have an idea of like who I would want to meet or take a picture with. So I usually have an idea. And then I just usually just sit there and just be myself. I don't try to impress anybody. Right. I don't try to do anything to, to kind of make myself seem better than a lot of people. I just sit there. And if it's like somebody where I'm like, where I really like and I'm just like kind of just like a, a huge fan of theirs then it like try to stay as calm as possible because a lot of people that I've met they're like oh like I'm a fan of yours like I I enjoyed watching you and I was like I had to take deep breath and like it's good cause like now I won't be the one that's freaking out or be like the awkward one like can you please take a picture right. but so, so really, was, really
0: kind of keeping an even keel throughout the whole thing. I mean, I, I love that approach yeah. um, and really just being able to to adjust to that. Um, so you're 14 years old now, soon going to be 15, um, now playing on a 90-foot field. Um, what was that adjustment like for you going from the, the bigger field?
1: That was a big adjustment because we came straight from playing, we came straight like uh, pitchers, they came straight from pitching from 46 feet and then going to 60 feet, which is the hardest adjustment ever. Yes, it is. And it's like the first game I played, I was pitching, and it seemed like I just couldn't throw a strike. It seemed like everything was just low
0: right?
1: or everything was high or they were just hitting everything. So it was like the hardest thing ever. But I kind of adjusted to it. I got a little better at it. Um, for some reason, I found out that I'm a better starter than – Relieving, so it's just I still gotta adjust to like being able to pitch whenever again, whatever situation. Um, my curveball, my curveball has gotten a lot better from moving up, and that's pretty much all I need because I don't throw hard. All I gotta do is be able to work my off-speed pitches and just throw strikes.
0: Right. Right. Yeah, that, that's always such a tough adjustment to go from the, the 46 feet to the 60 feet, 6 inches. Um, I know there's some leagues that have played a modified field, um, you know, where there's a 50-foot pitching distance. Our 12-year-olds here at the complex actually play 50-70 to help yeah. ease into that a little bit. Yeah.
1: Um, I like 50-70.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, like I said, it's a nice, nice adjustment there. Um, but as far as, uh, you know the traveling that you've done, um, you know, what, uh, you know, coming into our complex and stuff, I mean, what, uh, how does our complex rank to a lot of the other places that that you've been to and and seen?
1: Like other sports complexes? Yeah, yeah. Um, It's actually pretty cool, because like, when I was sitting out there, I got to watch three different baseball games, three different age groups, and it was pretty cool. So I got to just sit there and just be in, like, baseball heaven and just watch different games. Yeah. And it's, like, it kind of distracts me, especially when, like, people come up to talk to me. But it's, like, like, you can't blame a 14-year-old who's into sports to, like, right. be able to focus on that person. But I try my best. So I try to just watch them. Like look them dead eye to eye, but I like it because I get to watch different games. It's just, it's just pretty cool.
0: So, are you still the only girl on your team? Yes, um, yes I am. How, uh, I mean, throughout your career playing, being the only girl on on most of your teams, um, you know, was there ever a time where the boy teammates didn't quite accept you? Or you're a pretty good player, I think. So. I'm assuming that once they see you play, it, it you just kind of become one of the boys, so to speak.
1: Um, well, I've like for since I started playing when I was about seven, I've always been with the same group of teammates. Okay. So we've like never changed. Um, so that wasn't like there was nothing there that was like where people didn't accept me or anything. But like when we when we started like when you're able to play for school. Like, I didn't really know the kids But I knew about three people Because they played on my team So I like I just would be like talking to them And then sooner or later We'd all be just talking with the whole team Even though I didn't really know them But like they A lot of kids in school They don't underestimate people Right. So they expect everybody Like you want to go in each game Thinking I have to play my hardest and you want to always—you don't want to just make assumptions of kids, and so that's what they didn't assume that I was good, like I was terrible. So they gave me a chance and did pretty well in middle school and in and, and high school. So pretty, no, no, none of those like, oh, you don't, you don't accept you because right. you're a girl. It's just right. like that's everyone's welcome.
0: That's great to hear. How about your opponents? You ever play against? Some guys who you know before they actually saw you on the field might have um, been making some jabs, or did you have you been able to avoid that as well?
1: Um. Well, actually, there was two. Um. Case like two situations when I was younger when I first started playing. Like there was one where. Um, there's three. Actually, there's one. No, there's two. I'm sorry. So there was one where I had braids, and the coach the coach on the other team told my coach that I had to put my braids in a ponytail because they were helping me throw faster.
0: <laughs> That's kind of crazy. So we were
1: just, we were, like confused. So we didn't, no one had, like, a hair tie or anything, so we had to get, like, a wristband, a long wristband and put it into a ponytail. And it just didn't feel right, but we still won the game. And then the other one was... There's actually a kid that goes to my school now, and he's in our grade. And he was saying how when we first played them, their whole team was like, uh, This is an easy win. Like, she, there was a girl on the mound because I had a pink glove. So, I'm like, Oh, this would be easy. And then he was like, As soon as we started playing, you just struck out our whole team. And everyone was dead silent from then on. And yes. I was like, See, that's how you don't just don't assume how terrible I am.
0: That's right. That's right. Like, if right.
1: I was if it was a 7-year-old girl and I was pitching, obviously I would be pitching because I was pretty good at it. So
0: right.
1: so you right. can tell a lot of young boys aren't as smart as girls. Yeah,
0: that's, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. Uh, we're just about out of time here. Thank you for uh, sitting down and talking to me. I thank you for coming out to our event. Uh, look forward to uh, spending some more time with you the next couple of days and uh, wish you the best of, the, best of luck throughout you, the rest of your sports career. I know you play basketball as well. Um, so definitely wish you the best of luck and thank you for coming out and folks out there listening always uh, check us out at bigvisionfoundation.org Nate, thanks for joining me thank you